Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kisisa. Parshas Kisisa to the Chinuch contains nine mitzvos, four positive and five restrictions. It begins with the mitzvah of Matzis HaShekel, whereby the entire Jewish people funded the korbanos, the offerings that was brought in the Beis HaMikdash, all of the communal offerings. The dominant aspect of this parasha is that of the Chet Egel, the sin of the golden calf, and the second set of luchos of tablets that are given in replacement for the first. The Gemara at the beginning of Avodah Zarah tells us that this really doesn't make sense, that a people who had experienced such revelation firsthand from God in Egypt, the splitting of the sea, and the revelation at Sinai, that literally 40 days later afterwards, they're going to fall to this terrible level, So the Talmud suggests one reason, and that is that this was like orchestrated on high to show the Jewish people tshuva l'rabim, that the masses, the Jewish people, could always come back to Hashem, regardless of the terrible sin that the people have done, that an individual has done, he is always ready, willing to take us back. I'd like to focus on a very interesting point, namely, when the Torah tells us in Parshas Kisisa, at the beginning of chapter 31, who the architect was that was selected to oversee the construction of the Mishkan. Says the Torah, Re'ei karasi b'shem, Behold, I have called and designated by name B'tzalel, the son of Uri, the son of Chur, the Matei Yehuda, from the tribe of Judah. Now, the Torah tells us that with him was Ahaliyah, this is in Pasuk 6, Ben Achisamach Lemate Dun. So now my only question is why? Why is Bitzalel given the pedigree of not just who his father was, his father was Uri, but his grandfather as well, Hur, is mentioned in the text. Why by Aliyah, and most often in the Torah, it's just the father, Aliyah ben Achisamach. Now, it's clear that Hur, who is Bitzalel's grandfather, plays a major role in his being selected. The Meshachachma, and the comment of the Meshachachma is found in next week's parsha of Vayakel, when the Torah repeats in chapter 35, Pasuk 31, Again, B'tzalel, ben Uri, ben Chur, Lemate Yehuda. 
And it's there that he writes this comment, but it's equally applicable to our uh, parsha, and that is a very significant point. Chur was one of the two persons that we find at the end of Parshas Mishpatim, that when Moshe goes up to Har Sinai, he says to the Jewish people, Hinei Aaron v'chur imachem. Behold, Aaron and Chur are in charge. Mibal devarim Should there be a problem, you go to them. There was a problem. They miscalculated. And they thought the day that Moshe went up was day one of the 40. And hence, 40 days later, to their calculation, Moshe is gone. They panic. And then, kum asilanu Elohim. They're looking for a replacement for Moshe, for an embodiment as to what Moshe was to them. Moshe was a man. But yet, shechino medaberes mitol grono Moshe, literally, God's very presence spoke from Moshe's throat. They were looking for, as well, some kind of a intermediary that would replace Moshe. They come to Chur, and Chur says, what, are you crazy? That's idolatry. And what do they do? They kill Chur. So now, very simply, says the Meshachachma, the Mesiras Nefesh, literally, the total giving of oneself, in a very literal sense, which Chur fulfilled, is to be done without any type of deliberation. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I utilize all my various forms of chachma, all my knowledge, to try to rationalize and explain why, after all, I should not give up my life. And as a result of Chur doing just that, not focusing on his knowledge, but rather saying, look here, this is wrong, and I'm willing to give my life for this, rather than try to come up with all kind of rationalizations. If I live, I can do this for the people, I can do that for the people. As a result of this, therefore, says the Meshachachma, because he, if I can use the term in Hebrew, Hisrokein, he emptied from within himself all kinds of cheshbonos, all kinds of calculations. What does God do in reward to him? As a result, the Pasuk says, Vay amalei oso, Hashem says, I have filled B'Tzalel with Ruach Elohim, literally with a godly spirit, with Chochmah, with wisdom, with Tfuna, with insight, with Da'as, and with knowledge, and Rashi says that Da'as is actually Ruach HaKodesh, unbelievable, because Chur did not go to his knowledge, Mido Kenegen Mido, a measure for a measure, God gives Chur in return through his grandson, B'Tzalel, all this knowledge. The Talmud tells us in the Gemara Brachos that B'Tzalel had the knowledge as to how a Baruch Hu, with 
the letters and words, was able to literally create heaven and earth. And with this power, does he go to create and to implement the building of a Mishkan? And interestingly, when the Torah says, Lamate Yehuda, that he comes from Yehuda, so we find that Nachshon ben Aminadav at the Yam does the exact same thing. So, Bitzalel had in his DNA, Bitzalel had literally coming from Mate Yehuda, the tribe of Yehuda, and coming from the tri- uh, being the grandson of Chur, he had this very powerful lesson as to what we're taught in the second chapter of Pirkei Avos, Mishnah 4, Rabbi Gamliel, Tuat Kirtzonecha. You are to look at Hashem's will as if it is your will. You are to submit yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then in the end, So that He will treat your will as if it was His will. And so the very important lesson that all of us are to learn from Chur is that when it comes to our, quote, understanding of mitzvos, very often I hear from students and people, I don't understand it. So I say to them, yet, you don't yet understand. But even if we will never fully understand. This is exactly the point, that we yield our seichel and nushi, we yield our limited intelligence to his higher intelligence. And that's exactly what Chur does. That's what the Gemara in Chulin, Tafhei Amid Beis, teaches, based upon the Pasuk that we say every Shabbos at Mincha, at the conclusion of Tzitkascha, coming from Tehillim 36, Pasuk 7, Adam Uvehema, Toshia Hashem, you, Hashem, save man and animal, says the Gemara, what is this referring to? Elu B'nei Adam, these are the people, Shehein Arumin Bidas, who are clever, and who are knowledgeable, and yet they conduct themselves humbly and as lowly as animals, meaning even if they don't understand it, they do it anyway. This is our holy Mesora. This is the first point that we are to learn from Chur. And Chur, who at first glance, you might say, was a failure, because after all, he dies. What does he accomplish? Oh my goodness, he dies on Mesiras Nefesh, literally giving of his life and soul for God. And as a result, his grandson is the one who oversees the building of the Mishkan, the sanctuary, which in of itself is a kapara, is an atonement for the sin of the golden calf. Secondly, I think there's a very important lesson that we should all take away from this parasha, and that is the role of a grandparent. I know that in my family, it was my wife's grandfather 
who came to this country in 1905. And all he was able to do at that time was to work in a factory. And the truth of the matter is, he was such a good worker that they allowed him to be off for Shabbos. But all the other people, all the other Jews who were not off for Shabbos, saying, it's not fair, he's not here, etc. And so they said to him the next week, he has to work for Shabbos. And guess what? He left the position and found himself a pushcart. And so many families have this very special badge of honor and courage whereby grandparents made such mesiras nefesh. We're talking literally that they had trouble putting bread on the table for their children. But because of their great mesiras nefesh for Shabbos, for Kashrus, for sending their children to yeshiva, that's why they were privileged to have generations of children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren that are Torah-observant Jews. And therefore, when we read this Shabbos that Hashem chose, B'Tzalel ben Uri ben Chur, I'd like to speak to all of the grandparents that might be listening, all the Chur's in the audience that are listening, what legacy are you going to leave for your children, for your grandchildren? How will you be remembered? Will you be remembered for spending football outings and other kinds of celebrations with your grandchildren? Or perhaps you're going to be able to forge in their memory, such a beautiful memory of grandparent and grandchildren engaged in mitzvot together. Grandparent and grandchildren engaged in Torah study together. I would suggest speak to your grandchildren Erev Shabbos. Say to them, could you please give me a little Dvar Torah? And depending on the age, You give them, they give you. It's going to enhance and change the relationship because they will see the beautiful concept that there is no generation gap in Torah. And so, Re'eh, take a look. When the Torah goes out of its way and tells us not that B'Tzalel had a father called Uri, which is what you'd expect, but he goes a little bit beyond. How many extra words in the Torah? And the answer is none. Ben Chur, wow. It charges each and every one of us that we too, please God, should leave a special legacy for our grandchildren as well. Shabbat Shalom to all.